Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, hello and welcome to Liverpool Five Times podcast here in Heswell in Gusto as usual. For the boys over on the world, I'm here with Mark Wright. We're just going to talk about the shock news, uh, if it's a shock, of um, Brendan Rodgers' departure from Liverpool. Um, is it the right decision? That's what we're here to talk about. Righty, what do you think? Do you know what, John? I think it's been coming for a while, um, if I'm being honest. I don't think performances have been have been uh, a top class. I think they've been indifferent. and I think the players have to look at themselves as well for being you know, majorly inconsistent and not getting on top of their own game. There has been a few injuries. Um, I saw Brendan's quotes last night that said that, that you know, it's, a, it's a club and a, and a team in transition. At the end of the day, you know, you get judged, don't you, JB? If you spent, you've been here three years and you've spent £300 million. Um, I know they recoup money on, on Sterling and, uh, and Suarez, but they, obviously they weren't his players. And I think the judgment comes out to say, were they a better team three years ago than they are at this t- today after spending £300 million? And I think the answer probably, JB, is, is, is no, they're not. Um, do I think it's a shock? I think the timing and letting him bring staff in and spending £70-odd million pounds again, you know, and then... Getting rid of him so quickly, you know, into the new season, I think is a bit of a shock because you know it caused a lot of unrest. Well, as far as whether it's the right decision or not, I mean, obviously it's, it's, it's debatable. But I think that the the, yeah. the the surprising thing is, as you say, the timing of it. Um, and of course, why, what that leads me to believe, and, and because obviously we've seen it now over the last couple of days with Jurgen Klopp, is the fact that I think Liverpool felt that had they waited, maybe somebody else, another top team may have sat their manager and yeah. then Jurgen Klopp would have gone to another club yeah. and that's why we've actually seen Jose Mourinho today on Sky saying that he spoke to Jurgen Klopp and he said he wasn't coming to Chelsea so that made him obviously <laughs> with Klopp and Ancelotti the two names I think Liverpool really you know decided that now is the time to do it interestingly a decent performance I thought one all against Everton would they have done it after beating Everton my, 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 my look at that, that take on that on the Everton performance JB was as chance for chance, you're talking about goal-scoring opportunities. You know, um, Naismith should have scored when he's, he's marked. You know, inside the penalty area, towards goal, free header. That can't happen. And then all of a sudden, you know, Mingley makes a good save, and he makes another good save just after that, doesn't he? When he p- pushes one past the post. Other than that, did Liverpool? If, if are we looking at the chances that Liverpool made, did they deserve to really be in the game? Did they play as well? Is what they should in them sort of. I think, well, I, think I think a draw was a fair result. I don't mm-hmm. think that Everton and even Evertonians, but probably not a big Evertonian. And then people looking at that game will say it wasn't a bad performance. Yes, no. Minnie made a, a couple of good saves. Yeah. Liverpool had more more attempts on goal in the first half. So you know, just going back to that game, one all is a, is, a, is a fair is a fair result. So, but um, yeah. but the point I'm trying to make is that if they had decided to do this. Would he have had a stay of execution had they beaten them three 0 We don't really know. No. Um, but obviously. You know, that's by the by, and my take on on anything football-wise, anything to do with Liverpool being a supporter, is that now that he's not here anymore, I'm going to support the club as I always have. I yeah, thought yeah. the fans should have done better. I thought the players should have done better in the support of Brendan, as I've always supported him, being the manager of the club. And now I'm going to support the new manager, no matter who it is. And I think it's important yeah. for the for the um, for the fans to do that. 
if it's Jurgen Klopp coming in, he's talking about bringing his staff as he likes. And now there are rumours that Gary McAllister and Sean O'Driscoll have been sacked as well. Um, is that a bit, a bit, a bit harsh? Do you know? I thought it was harsh that um, that that, that Marshy went in the summer. If I'm being honest, yeah. I think that was a, a a real bad decision, especially the way the way it was conducted. And Marshy's not spoke about it, but everybody knows behind the scenes, and we don't need to be talking about that too many times. But if they have gone, why bring in new play, new management, AB, for such a short period of time and then get rid of them? You know that's unfair on, on, on Gary McAllister, that's for sure, because we all know him and he's a great lad and he'll do anything to to be part of Liverpool. So yeah. that if if it's true, then that then that's a shock. But to be honest with you, this is this is modern football. Obviously, at the start of the season, with giving Brendan the money to spend and bringing in the two new members of staff, that leads me to believe that Liverpool really hoped the hierarchy that things would turn around. Because of course, with Gary McAllister and Sean O'Driscoll coming in. As far as they're concerned, Liverpool are going to be challenging in the top four. We are going to be at the right end. So bring them in, yes. And obviously, once the decision is taken for Brendan to go, knowing that Jurgen Klopp's going to bring his own men in, this is what modern football is all about. So it's not a question of why bring them in. Because I think they had to bring them in mm. if they felt that they were going to help Brendan Rodgers to be in the top four. And now that Brendan isn't there anymore, unfortunately, and we've been involved in football, you know, the talk of the whole staff clearing out. That what happens, which isn't, which isn't, may not be right, but this is what modern football is. They must have gone to him and said, "Listen, things aren't working with them staff, and if things aren't really without the, the result at the end of the season, you know, against Stoke, they weren't happy." Now there's there's a there's a choice to make. Either you can all go or bring in replacements. I think he was given. To me, it sounds like it's an ultimatum in there. So he saved his own skin, brought some new staff in. But that wasn't really good decisions from, 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 from the hierarchy, for, in, in my opinion. Really what they should have done was to say, listen, let's make a decision before this season starts. Everyone knew that he was coming to an end. And if, it wasn't, if Brendan wasn't the man, I think Brendan's a good coach. I really do think he's a good coach. But there's a different mentality and a different strength you need when you're a manager of Liverpool Football Club. And it's been proven over the years. What I'd like to see, JB, is some stability within the club like you had when you were there you know it was always went from from Shankly to Paisley to Fagan to, to you know and they always had people behind the scenes then people behind the scenes didn't go now we keep change, chopping and changing everything and I don't know if it's a good thing I think Klopp is, would be a good acquisition I really do but I don't think that we can say it, it was inevitable because of course at the start of the season first three games and if you had continued to play well so I don't think that you looked at it at the start of the season and say it's just an accident waiting to happen we knew if results weren't right it would happen but I don't think at the start of the season before the first balls kicked that Liverpool Football Club were thinking well you know we're going to get rid of him anyway so, so why not get rid of him then I think they really hoped that it would have worked and when yeah. it didn't work they took that decision so I think and the, 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 the thing with me is that if you look at Lam when we finished second in the league and this is where you have to empathise slightly with him and Liverpool yeah. is that when you talk about why we were so good two years ago was because of Suarez Coutinho Sterling Sturridge yeah. There is no Suarez. There is no Sturridge because he's been injured for the last eight months. Yeah. Sterling is gone. Gerard is now gone as well. And Coutinho is the only one left. Yeah. So, and when people talk about it, and you mentioned it, and I heard Jamie Carragher talking about it as well, you know, he spent 300 million. I will say this now, and I've said it for the last five years, and I will continue to say it, and this is the most important thing for me. It does not matter how much money you spend. What guarantees you, there's no guarantee, but what will guarantee you success is the salaries you pay. Because... Chelsea won the league by signing Costa and Fabregas, 200 grand a week, allied with their players that they have. That gives them the star quality. Now, if we're gonna, we have no control on transfer fees because what you have to do to get a player who commands a fee because of his ability of 100 grand a week is to spend 30 million pounds. So you can end up like Tottenham and us spending 250 million pounds and not improving. So the whole idea that he's had lots of money to spend 
if he had Liverpool are going to pay the salaries whereby you can get players like like Costa and Fabregas and whoever else who commands his his, his ability commands a fee of two hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week, that's when we'll see improvement. So I think if you look at our team that we actually have, which is a very very good team. I think the best we can hope for is to be challenging for fourth position. Yep. And I think if Brendan had stayed, we'd be challenging for fourth to sixth. That's what we'll be doing. Club coming in, do you think he can win us the league with this squad that we actually have? No. Or anybody coming in. So what has to happen is we have to stick with Jurgen Klopp if it's going to be him now and recognise that until the dynamics change, and you can't blame the owners because the owners can't be expected to compete with Manchester City who have much more money than them to then say... And it's not transfer fees. I'm talking about salaries to say, let's pay the players that money. So I empathize also with the owners because the fans are saying, it's now for FSG. I heard Jamie Carragher talking about time for the owners now because they have spent a lot of money. But until you're going to start giving those salaries, which should they do? I don't think they should. You know, when I look at, you know, I look at JB, I've, I've got to be honest, is that if you go through the players that have been bought... And, and and we could sit here now, and the fans could sit, you know, sit here, and we could all have a big debate. Which one, which ones of his buys of that three hundred million are a major success and could go and play and then step onto another big team? And my answer is, I know people may have a different thing. I'm saying you've got to look at how consistent they are, how good they are. When they say give them time to fit into a team, you didn't need time, JB, to fit into a team. Other I came as a six-year international footballer. I'm not coming as a young no. man. And I'm right here, I agree with you to a certain extent, but where I disagree with you slightly is that all clubs do this. Chelsea bought Luis Felipe. They bought Juan Cuadrado. Yeah. Where are they? No, no. The point I'm making is that when you buy players like that and you have to spend 30 million on these players, but the quality is not a £250,000 a week quality, it's a £100,000 a week quality, you are hoping that it works. There's no guarantee. So they're not different to Tottenham to to any club who can't get that type yeah. of player so as much as we're talking about Brendan and this, this, the, the buys he's made every other top club has done the same thing JB I'm not having a go at, this isn't ever having a go at Brendan what, what, what I'm worried about is if there is at the football club uh, a transfer committee and it's not Brendan's 100% decision to bring in whoever then that's a worry to me because you know I'm not this is not against Brendan because I think Brendan maybe have, have been taken down that path and say listen you're buying youngsters right. go and find this go and find that go and find the other and then they send them off on loan yeah. to, to, to maybe grow up like Origi did he went back uh, to, you know, to original club that worries me Jay because you know what if, if you're talking about a top club like you're saying, I agree. Go and buy two or three top players. Bring them in. Don't keep bringing loads so and loads of kids in. So these top players that you want to buy, mm. if Man City come in for them, are they going to go to Liverpool or Man City? Well, are they going to go to Chelsea? You cannot buy them if they don't want to come, right? That's the point I'm making. No, 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 and no. even when you talk about, even if Brendan had sole carte blanche over <clears throat> players coming in, mm. they still aren't coming to Liverpool. They are not. So it's not as if, okay, Brendan would want Messi, but he's not coming. Or Ronaldo. Any other top players, they're not going to come to Liverpool. And I've been saying this to Liverpool fans, there's nothing against me against Liverpool. This is the situation, and Brendan cannot be held accountable for that. So I think that with Jurgen Klopp, the slight difference is that he may know some good young German players. Maybe, I don't know whether Royce will may feel that he's too good for Liverpool, or maybe Gundogan. However, he, yeah. may, he may have an idea as to the players coming in. But in terms of any player coming to Liverpool, even if Brendan no. had complete control, he still would not be able to get the best players. No, I get that. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm agreeing with that, John. But the time when we finish second in the league, 
and Suarez was still around and Steven was still around, that's the time to go and appoint, go and get two major signings in within the door. Well, that three, helps you. Give them three hundred grand a week; they'll come. No, listen. Forget major signings. No, I forget don't. whether you're in the Champions League, right? You know as well as I do, players will come for the money, and if they're not prepared to play that money, it doesn't really matter. No, well, that's so, what you said, doesn't it? It does, but that is the way. That's the way it is. So you know, I'm looking at. Jurgen Klopp coming in and the fact that you know and there's talk about Ancelotti Jurgen Klopp I think Klopp will probably be a, a better fit yeah I do I think because I think Ancelotti where he's worked has been had the best players at Real Madrid the best players at, at Chelsea yeah. the best players at Juventus whereas I think that you know in terms of working with who, a team who probably aren't the best players being a hungry manager who wants to prove something I think Klopp would be a good fit if it's him a lot of people feel the writing was on the wall at the start of the season or at the end of last season when he lost uh, Mark Marsh and, Mark, Mike Marsh and, and, and Colin Pascoe mm. and, and he stayed and um I don't for one believe that that was his decision to get rid of them but from that point of view I thought that he was grossly undermined and people looking from the outside would have probably thought that you know the writing's on the wall for you if they, if they get rid of your, your, your staff I don't believe yeah I believe that JB I don't think it was his decision to get rid of them not with Pasco who's been everywhere with him it's like his best mate so that's come from, from above from whoever that is and I think that's unfair and, 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 and like people say like you would say JB is that why would people walk when you're at a club like Liverpool? You don't walk away. I mean, people do say about, you know, like, why would he walk away from a big payoff? Because if he, if he resigns and walks away, then he gets nothing. It's not just about that. It, it's it's, it's the everything that goes with it. You want to succeed at a, cl- a club like Liverpool. And I think that's his hunger. And I think he had a lot of hunger, you know. I think he wanted to, su- to succeed. I think he wanted to make sure everything was right. I think he, he, he liked the players that he was bringing in and was trying his best. And like you say, I don't think he was he was back to the hilt on a lot of things. And, and I've always said, this committee, were the, all the players that came in, were they all his decision? Because if they're not, then that's, that's not right. That's not fair because they're not fitting into his plan. Well, let's talk about you know, this transfer committee. And, 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 and from a club perspective, I'm not a big fan of this because, of course, fans yeah. want to know everything. Fans want to know everything about clubs. And I saw with Arsenal, one of the pressmen was saying to Arsene Wenger that he... Um, uh, is accountable for the for for to the fans to name the players and explain why he puts them in what position, which I don't think he is. He's accountable for results. So, uh, is the club accountable in terms of letting the fans know who the transfer committee are? I don't think that that serves any purpose whatsoever. If they have one, I don't believe they should have one. But should there be open and, and transparent about who the committee are? I think in terms of accountability, yes, <laughs> but not not in terms of you know the fans need to know who's who's making the signings. What, what, what do you think? Uh, do I think they need to know? I think we, if there is, once something comes out, JB, and they say that there is a transfer committee, because we're all nosy and we're all inquisitive, we, who is it then? We want Who's to make, know. We, we want we, to we know. Want do to you know. think the club have a right to tell people who the, who the transfer committee are? I think if they were, what have they got to hide? I mean, if they are making these decisions, then say why they're making the decisions. Why are they going against? Or why are they maybe overruling management? What's the point of having a manager then, just a coach, when really it should be his choice about who comes in? But although they have said that, they have said although there's a transfer committee, the manager has the final say, so that's what they've said. And I suppose from the club's point of view, that should be good enough. The manager has the final decision. Or do they, on the other token, JB, on the other hand, do they turn around and say... You know, if Brendan really fancied someone, and then they look at someone and say, "Oh, he's too much money," you know, or, or we don't really fancy him, do they then say, "No, Brendan, you can't have him"? So they might do that as well. well it really and was, I think that has happened. But I think, on depending on whether it's too much money or not, mm. that the club have every right to say no. I don't think they would have a right to then say, "No, we don't fancy him because we don't believe his left foot is as good as his right foot." But from, <laughs> a, from a, and I suppose yeah. that is probably why yeah. um, transfer it is coming from a financial point of view because we know the ram- financial ramification of clubs now, whereby managers would want the best players and say, "Pay them whatever they want." 
So to curtail that, um, you know, I think the club has every right to then have an input into who doesn't come to the club, not who does come to the club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, that's that makes perfect sense. But I just, I'm, I must be old school, JB, and I just say, listen. Every decision is management. Mm. Otherwise, don't have a manager. What's the point? You can have a, a, a director of football, and you can have a, you know, a good coach out there, and then he can pick the side and everything. But you're doing as you're told. But and I, and I don't particularly agree with that. I think you, as an individual, when you're in management, you, your players and, the, and the, the shape you play and, and the heart that you play with comes from the management, mm. and it's how you want, and it's your personality that goes over on that team. So if you're not allowed to bring in the players that, that reflect your personality, yeah. I don't think it works. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now let's just look at a couple of things former players have said. Mm. And we mentioned Jamie before and he said Liverpool are in danger of turning into Tottenham. We think we're a big club but we're not anymore. One Carling Cup in 10 years is the only silverware we have. Do you know what, John? John, we, of, course we, of course we're a big club. We, we, we don't want to be anything but, but I understand Jamie's point, is that if you're selling players and you're not bringing in the, best, the, the right players at all times and you said before that they've spent, what is it, 200 million or, or maybe more and they aren't getting anywhere... Liverpool have turned out to be that way, and you know you've got to hang on to the people like Suarez. You've got to hang on to the to the Sterlings. You know they didn't have to get rid of him. And they could say they could turn around and go, no. I mean, really, at the end of the day, just because I mean it used to be that the clubs held all the power. Now it's the agents and the players, and I'm not getting it. I'm saying, hold on a second, listen, little fella, you ain't going nowhere. And if they lose out on him, as in money wise, when it goes to uh, to you know his contract runs out, then so be it. But the bottom line of it is. Use what you have. Keep the players around you, and that includes Suarez. He signed a new contract. If you want to sulk, go and sulk. We ain't doing you no good. I just think keep them. And is it doing the club any good when Suarez sulks and doesn't perform because he wants to go? Is and it? then the harmony within the club is not good. And if, Sterling if, stays, righty. You, 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 you are an old school, righty. Let's, you're an old school. I'm old school. Yeah. You would have given him a rocket. I would have given him a rocket. Yeah, right. What we have to understand that this is not what football is about anymore. And as much as people talk about, oh, you got to keep them and make a point, and they're not going to go. That's fine. Let Brendan Rodgers do that. The harmony goes within the squad. They lose matches. He's going to get the sack, feel, and he's going to lose forty-nine million. So we have to be realistic in terms of the expectations yeah. that we have and the reality of what modern football is. So just to answer Jamie's question about being a small club, Liverpool are a huge club. Yeah, I work in Africa. I work in Southeast Asia. They're as big as any club in the world. Yep. What he actually says about us not being able to challenge for the Premier League and only winning one trophy is right. Mm. But in many respects, that because that is because of the unfair financial implications of football these days. You cannot compete with Paris Saint-Germain. Manchester City and Chelsea. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. FSG cannot compete with them financially in terms of salaries and people have to understand that. No, so yes. what has to happen, which is what Brendan Rodgers did say, and of course I'm reading what Graham Souness has said then and he has hinted, <laughs> 
He never said it, but Graham Sooner is hinted he should never have got the job. His CV wasn't up to it. I don't remember anybody saying that when they finished second and nearly won the league. And it's very easy now that things haven't gone well to put the boot in and say, as a lot of fans are saying, I never liked him in the first place. This is what football's all about. I think a lot of people want to you know, take a bit of a reality check and be a little bit more gracious because I think he yeah. did a great job on the philosophy. And a club like Liverpool, for me, whereby and Klopp will have the same thing. Klopp isn't going to be given money to, to, to buy the best players. A, they're not coming to Liverpool. But if we work with him and we support him through thick and thin when things are maybe not going well, we can be successful. And that's the only way we're going to be successful with Brendan Rodgers, without Brendan Rodgers, with Jurgen Klopp, without. Mm. If you're at Chelsea and you're going to say, right, Mr. Abramovich or, or, or at Manchester City, mm. here is, not forget about the money you spend in transfer fees, but you can go and get Messi and get Ronaldo. Then we can put pressure on them to take us where we want to go. If you can't, what we can do is we can support the situation as we will. And yeah, then, therefore, yeah. we can then challenge for a European place, a Champions League place. So, you know, I'm a bit, I'm, I'm, I'm not upset at him, but I think that a lot of people have to be more realistic, as do fans do, because the old expectation, and that's the hardest thing about Liverpool, the expectations of Liverpool, the expectations for us to be the top four, for me, as much as we finished second a couple of years ago, is for fourth spot, and I think we still can get fourth spot. Yeah. So do you think with Jurgen Klopp, we can actually go on and win the league with this team that we actually have? No, no. I think we'll make we we. I think we're we're so close to, to getting in that top four and making Champions League. I, I do, JB, um, and I think Brendan Brendan knew that as well. But I think pressure when you see the, you see him from the end of last season or or the beginning of this season to this point in time, he looked a different man. He looked a little, to me. He looked a little bit of a worried man, and things were starting to get to him. Maybe and he reacted to saying that old players are, um, were, were were sniping for him and wanted him out. That that comes with a job. Just you know, you, you just get on with it. I think Brendan was a good lad. Did a lot of things right. I think he was a, a very very good coach. But I'll always go back to this, JB, and, and, and I don't. It doesn't matter to me what anybody says. We as a club. Um, since he's been in charge have conceded too many easy silly goals and there's not one defensive coach from the, from the kids to the top team set plays the, the, the game has changed they say to me but it's not changed aerially if you want to get cut on a bus nose and doing all that JB then you'll compete and things will not go in your box a lot of players aren't doing that right but they got do looking. I know you did because but JB, they you know, can, I'm not no, saying can, you know. no, hold a minute the top teams <laughs> Mertesacker will put his head in anywhere for Arsenal yeah, you're talking about John Terry and but he can't run John yeah, Terry these are, old school, these, are, these are all old school players right here which, young, ones, which young defenders do that now these are the ones that are winning things JB not in this league so get it in your own side they're 36 years old they'll be finished which young player this is the way football has gone right here I know we want to go back to the 80s I know JB it seems like it's old school but I'll tell you something John if you're conceded from set plays where the corner's free kicks and it's in his area, put it right. You have to put it right, whether it's your line which you're holding or it's, it's being competitive in the air. Now, don't, no one will ever tell me that you can't put your head in and you shouldn't be aggressive and go and get after right, the ball. Liverpool isn't to anybody else. Everybody concedes from that. So it's not as if Liverpool are worse than you watch football every Saturday. You see, you see corners being scored at Leicester, Norwich, and everywhere. Mm. So that's not just Liverpool. This is modern football, isn't no, it? No, but it's something that we care about, Jimmy. Yeah. We're talking about Liverpool. I'm not bothered about whether Chelsea well, does what or what Spurs do. But you're saying it's, it's only Liverpool's problem that they do that, no. and that's where Brendan has failed because everybody does that. No, but I'm saying this is where football has failed, in my opinion. When you look, yeah, but you look at Liverpool, the goals they've conceded, and where they're finishing, and the goals that they could stop conceding, which would win them games and lift them up the league. Everybody says that. No, no. Every club says that. No, but they may, be, they may yeah. do. But I'm saying, but they may have defensive coaches that aren't doing their job. Then Liverpool has none. Now, someone needs to address that problem, and maybe Jurgen Klopp would be the man that says, "Hold on a minute, this ain't right," because people, you know, put their bodies on the line, and you have to do it, John. Yeah. If Liverpool, if Liverpool can't buy the best, 
they've got to defend better. And that gives them a chance to win games. Right, we're now joined by Jonathan Northcroft from, um, from the Sunday Times. Um, thanks for coming on, Jonathan. Um, we're not sure who the new man is going to be. Obviously, you know, Klopp may be the favourite, Ancelotti. But whoever it is, um, with, with the conditions, what will he be um, insisting on? Well, he will, he will be cons- insisting, I think, on a bit more control than Brendan Rodgers had over transfer policy, first of all. That's become the sort of bone of contention for Liverpool managers under FSG. I think it affected Kenny as well, but, but under Brendan Rodgers' time, I think even more power uh, went to the, um, the sort of hierarchy of the club through the transfer committee yeah. in terms of, of finding players. So I think, I think if it's Jurgen Klopp, who's very well-versed in all things Liverpool, he's been eyeing the job for some time, or if it's, a, some, if it's someone else, they will be aware of some of the challenges that Brendan faced in trying to mould a squad that was his own. He wasn't able to uh, have a say over all of the signings, and I think that will be the, the, the first thing that any incoming manager will want to address. And the time to do it, of course, is when you're negotiating a contract. You know, the time to do it is, is up front when you're about to take a job because what you don't want to do is take a job and then have to try and uh, yeah. sort issues out with the board later on. Right, and of course, I've been doing the Champions League in South Africa, so I've watched him regularly over the last four years. And of course, he's a very <clears throat> gregarious and, and effervescent type of guy, which will, of, of course, give the fans a lift. But in the dressing room, how will the players respond to him, do you think? He seems to have a very, very close bond with his players. He seems to be, you know, one of those, maybe a touch of um, what Mourinho perhaps used to have with his Chelsea team um, and maybe some other managers have had. He seems to be uh, almost a father figure, a friend to some of the players. Part of his management is about getting players to run through brick walls and um, inspiring them and, and almost getting a personal loyalty from them. And the tales of him... You know, crying his eyes out when Kagawa left Dortmund to go to to Manchester United, and you know couldn't sleep at night when Mario Götze went to to Bayern Munich. I think that shows the the closeness that he has had with with players in his dressing room. Now, the only challenge, I suppose, is that although he speaks good English, it's not his first language, and he's got to try and build up those bonds in a different culture, with a different language. But he he is, he's got personal charisma which helps. He's a big man, six foot four, big presence, big smile. And you know, you'll know better than me, but I, I, I guess... Like right, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm loving, I'm loving the way you're describing him, actually. That Although he's got more, hair, he's got more hair than writing. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, and of course, Dortmund have won two Bundesliga as a German Cup, Champions League final in his seven years there. His last year may not have been particularly successful, but, you know, he comes with a good CV. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and he also did great stuff for... FC Mainz, where he took them up to the Bundesliga, quite a small club. And when you look at the power of Bayern, um, to win the, the, the league twice and also to win the, the double, I think it was, to get to a Champions League final and come pretty close. Um, with a club that, that's, that's budget, I think it was less than Queen's Park Rangers last. Yeah. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty good stuff. Guys. So he's going to win us the league? <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's always that easy for Liverpool, isn't it? Um, I mean... Anyone, any Liverpool manager is facing a huge challenge because of the financial power of the clubs above. That's that's a problem. You know, it's a bigger job than even winning the league. Yeah, but of course, um, we're talking about Jurgen Klopp. But of course, we can't rule out um, Ancelotti. Uh, he's won three Champions Leagues. Um, we're not going to win the European Cup, obviously. But do you think that? And I believe that Ancelotti, although he's a great manager, and I think he would be he would be good for Liverpool. He seems to have 
done his best work at, at clubs who have the best players. When he was at Chelsea doing the double, when he was at Real Madrid, Juventus. So therefore, is he more of a manager who, who would work with the best players, with the, being the favourites tag and able to handle that? Do you think Ancelotti would be able to cope with a team like Liverpool who aren't the best, haven't got the best players, um, but still with a huge expectation? Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? That's a great point. He, he, Ancelotti seems to have a real gift for being able to work with the top, top players, and not everybody can do that. You know, it takes a certain guy to be able to do that. He's brilliant at it, but um, has, he, has he really been able to do it, or has he been asked to do it, with guys that, you know, what, the job at Liverpool is to take some, I'm, I'm, I don't want to use the word average, but you know where I'm coming from, yeah. some almost average players, and get them into a team that's somehow a great team. That, that's, that's different to, you know, being in charge of Paolo Maldini and Andrei Shevchenko and, and Andrea Perlo and, and, and getting a great Milan side, you know. Um, but Ancelotti's a, he's got a lot of class as a man. I mean, I think you go down well with fans and, and the dressing room just because he's a, he's a classy, classy guy. Um, but it just, Klopp just looks a bit fit to me. But of course, there are talk about Klopp and Ancelotti, but neither of them may work out depending on how negotiations go. So are there any other names that, you know, that if, if, if it's not going to be one of those two, any other potentials for the job? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean De Boer uh, has been linked with it, and of course he's done a, he's done a very, very good job with Ajax. Uh, he's still young. He's, it's not long ago that he was in the dressing room himself as a player, and, and um, he's very sort of, you know, close to players himself, um, intelligent guy. Um, also, I think Unai Emery, the, the severe coach, again, if you're looking at people who've done jobs that, with clubs that aren't the richest clubs in their, in their country, but have done great things with them. I mean, Emery has done really good things at Sevilla and he's played some, some great football as well, beat Barcelona at the weekend. But I don't think his language skills are quite, uh, maybe quite good enough. I don't think his English is great, so that, that would be a barrier to him. Um, I'd, be, I'd be surprised if it wasn't uh, if the job doesn't at least get offered to Klopp um, and uh, it, it, it looks like it's going to be his to turn down and if, and if he turns it down then Ancelotti would be the, the man in waiting and this is now Brendan Rodgers obviously he's, he's gone um, but I think that he left with a great deal of dignity because he didn't blame anyone point fingers and as much as you know, I'm sure that he would have liked to um, so he's left with a, a fair amount of dignity yeah he's, he's he, he has conducted himself very well publicly, Anthony Brendan, and I, I, it's it's a shame because I feel that he was always a really good communicator and a good sort of very open guy. Um, had a very good rapport with the fans, and, and I think that did get lost towards the end of his reign. I mean, he stopped talking to the press as much as he used to. He stopped talking to the, the local media, to the Liverpool Echo, which is incredible when you think of a Liverpool manager not doing that. Um, and I'm glad that actually, you know, in the in the end, he was able to to put out that statement and a bit of class because I, I just felt in the last few weeks, you know, Brendan himself was maybe hiding a little bit. Maybe maybe even people like Gary McAllister actually having to do his talking for him, and that was silly for from from Brendan's point of view because he is a good communicator. So as, as I say, that it, it's, it's nice that he was able to, to, to show a bit of class with that statement. Well, a lot of people may feel it's silly of him. I don't think it's silly of him because, of course, he knows that there are lots of people in the press who are after him. So I completely understand that. Do as you? Much as the press, absolutely. As, as much as the press want to say that you know you have to speak to us and you're speaking to the fans, obviously that's a, that's a different situation. But he did handle it with, um, with, with a lot of class. And, of course, you were one of the ones to convince him to start talking to the papers again, weren't you? Yeah, well, I mean... 
I, I actually saw him on Thursday night with a couple of um, a couple of other journalists just to ask if he would start speaking to the Sunday newspapers again. And uh, he was very, you know, he, he was he was very decent, and uh, he, he, he got a few things off his chest. He said he felt really bruised by the way um, the boot was put into him, and I, I get that as well. Look, I'm not going to defend some of the the over the top coverage. Um, towards the end of last season and he said he, he said look I'll go in I'll think about it um, and come back to you after the international break and we actually were joking on Thursday night saying um, will he still be there after the international break and of course he's not now do you think from where he goes from here do you think he'll he'll get another job here or, or go abroad like David Moyes I mean he's he's a really talented coach um, and even if he'd never been manager of Liverpool what he did at Swansea shows that he's a good coach uh, but to get another top club is difficult because it is difficult for, for British coaches to get to get top jobs. We we know that from from history. Um, look at someone like David Moyes, who after Manchester United, his his options really were to go abroad or you know go for the sort of middle ranking Premier League clubs like West Ham and West Brom and Sunderland. So I I, I think it'll be the same for Brendan. I think he he will either go to Spain. Or he'll have to go back down to the sort of level he was at at Swansea uh, and start again. Okay, Jonathan, thanks very much, mate. Great, pleasure there. Thanks a lot. Nice to talk to you. Well, a new era begins, righty. Obviously, Brendan Rodgers no more. Um, New manager coming in. We assume it's going to be Jurgen Klopp. Uh, So, what next? And where do Liverpool go from here? What are the immediate goals? Because as much as... It is not an ideal time to come in. January, for me, would have been a better time. Mm. Getting a few new players coming in, getting his team right. Um, he has to hit the ground running. So what are your expectations of the new manager between now and even January before you know you can change things around? First, John, I'd like to say, you know, it may, it may have sounded that I was against Brendan. I'm not at all. I think he's a good coach. I think he'll bounce back into football and do real well. I think things just got to him, you know, uh, at the end there. And he was unfortunate with a lot of injuries. So I'd like to say that before I go, because a lot of people may think from this interview that I was against him. I'm not. I just think some of the buys weren't as good as they should be. I think what if it's Jurgen Klopp coming in, I think he's better fitted and better suited to coming in here because for long term, I like the fact, you know, that some of the press are saying that he gets his team close around him and they run through brick walls that's what it's all about JB you know me absolutely um, so I think that would be good and I think even though Ancelotti is a he's got he's a charismatic man I don't think he would be a short term fix rather than a long term fix and I think you're right when you know when you said it before is that is that Klopp would, would build for the future and looks to be more you know hasn't, doesn't work on big budgets so he's going to be brilliant and I think what he needs to do is come in and stabilise very quickly um, and, and, and maybe some of the players need a little bit more loving some of them may need a right kick up the backside to say listen do your jobs properly and you've got to be more consistent otherwise you know all your jobs are on you know the jobs are on the line I think it has to get to that harsh stage JB that certain people are underperforming in the in a Liverpool shirt and it needs now for them to have a big wake up call and say listen every time I pull on a red shirt I'm going to give my best you won't fault me for effort you'll, you'll have a go at me for not having a good game but you won't fault me for effort and I'm not seeing at all times a lot of effort you know as much effort as, as needs to be in a Liverpool shirt so I think he needs to sort out the defence I do and I'll, and I'll stick by that I think he, that's a big thing to address because I think we've got a lot of players that can go the other way now that Sturridge is back I think there's goals and I think you know and get Benteke back obviously you need your captain back Henderson because he you know he gives you a, a bag full of energy once everyone's back I can still I can see him stabilising quite quickly if it's him because I like the way he 
he goes about his football. I like the way that his, his you know his side played, and and they weren't and weren't full of stars, you know, and they weren't give, getting big wages. So maybe he can attract a few. Maybe he can um, bring some of the players that maybe he's had in the past to come to, to come to Liverpool, and then you know in the January window and, and just push us on again. So I'm hoping he just comes in stabilises and often John when you have a new manager comes come in that freshness gives you a little bit of lift as well a different way of coaching a different way of being spoken to hopefully that will pay dividends you know immediately and it needs to be immediate more than immediate in my opinion it needs to be long term because as you yep. say right we've seen that immediately and then things level off yep I want all Liverpool fans everybody listening to remember not just this podcast but look at what people are saying about Jurgen Klopp because they say that about every manager when he comes into a club yep Two years later, if it doesn't work out, let's hear what people are saying about him then. But remember, from my perspective, I supported Brendan Rodgers 100%. I support Liverpool Club Football Club more, so Brendan Rodgers is not there anymore. I support the decision, whoever they bring in. Yep. The new manager is going to need time, he's going to need support. So if in 18 months' time we're 10th in the league and people are going to be saying, I hope it's not you, righty, because here you've said you've nailed the colours to the mask, Jurgen Klopp's going to do a fantastic job. And we've seen it in the past with a lot of players, and this mm. is why I empathise with Brendan Rodgers, yeah, who I said Brendan, too. when they finished second, Brendan was great and what have you, and now all of a sudden, let's hope that. Jurgen Klopp is given the time and given the, the, the support and from the fans' perspective we support the football club. The only way the football club is going to progress and win football matches is if we support even in the bad times. And, and as Bill, time. Shank- Bill yep. Shankly says they can't support us in the good times. In the bad times don't support us in the good times. And I think that that's what Jurgen Klopp's going to need because Jurgen Klopp is not the Messiah. No. If you look at the, the, where we are now in terms of the players we have and where we are it is going to take time. It is. So I'm urging all the fans if it's Carlo Ancelotti whoever it is to support the club and hopefully we can move forward. So thanks very much for listening and we see you again soon. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 